welcome to Creative Confessionals. I'm Kelly Taylor. And I'm Maddie Rose. And uh, just a heads up, if you hear any snoring or purring in the background, it's because I am also joined by Jake and Fred. And uh, Jake is my dog and Fred is my cat. So uh, just ignore, or maybe this will turn into ASMR. Who knows? All right, it's time for Rad Thing, Bad Thing. What's your rad thing of the week, Kel? So my rad thing is that I discovered this delightful little treasure at Starbucks, and it's called a gingerbread loaf. Oh. It's so fucking good. It's, I don't know if you've ever had like a banana loaf or a lemon loaf, but it's kind of like that. It's like this really thick piece of, they say bread, I disagree. I feel like it's, they probably just tell you it's bread, but it's probably like- Cake and and bread shape, yeah. It's, It's like, yeah, it's actually cake, but in bread form. And it's got this really delightful, like citrusy, lemony icing on it with like nutmeg and gingerbread. And it's- so fucking orgasmic. I, oh my God, I love that. I've just been eating it. Not, that was my breakfast this morning. I crawled out of bed and went to work and grabbed a coffee and then gingerbread loaf. Then it was also my lunch. Uh, I am such a stress baker throughout this entire pandemic. I have baked so many different things. My roommates love me. And maybe I'll add that to my list. Maybe, maybe gingerbread loaf will be uh, like next on my stress baking list. Because yeah. 2020 ain't over yet, y'all. So I will oh. definitely be stress baking within the next two weeks. What's your bad thing? Uh, my rad thing this week is, uh, actually speaking of my roommates, I have been ordering beer from local breweries with them. So we've we've tried a couple of local breweries. Uh, a lot of them deliver straight to you. You just have to like flash them your ID through the window and they leave you your beer. It's great. So I've ordered from Bandit Brewery. I've ordered from Revel Cider. I've ordered from Blood Brothers. They're all fantastic. And today I am drinking a Mexican hot chocolate stout which is delicious. She is smooth and she is, and she is thick and she is delightful. Uh, And it's from Rorschach brewery. Try saying that. I was going to say five times fast, but I don't know that I can say it once. I don't know that I. Once faster, even like a normal pace. That sounds delightful. Yeah, Yeah. it's really good. If any of y'all are in the Toronto area, please support your local breweries. Mm -hmm. We can try to link these after. I'm not sure how we'll do that. But if you have either of us on social media, we will do our best to give them a formal shout out. Also, we are not sponsored by these breweries or Starbucks. However, if any of these people feel the need to send us free beer, free coffee. Free free gingerbread loaves. Free gingerbread loaves. I'm totally down. Just saying. Calm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're definitely not sponsored by these. I just like beer. So there you go. So now that we are full of beer and cake, uh, what's your bad thing of the week, Kel? So although I'm full of beer and cake, I am not full of heat. So I don't have much heat in my apartment right now. And I have a little space heater, which is usually my lifesaver in the winter. And I think it bit the dust finally because it won't turn on. And actually right before we we're about to record this podcast I like to do is I like to heat up the room a little bit because I have to turn everything off so we don't have any you know background noise and it would not work it turned on but no heat was coming out of it and no noise was coming out of it so I think it's officially dead so that's my bad thing I'm gonna have a very cold Christmas oh no do you have like an abundance of blankets and hoodies and things to oh, wrap I yourself in and I've actually been sleeping with my like three blankets sleeping in my hoodie because I've been turning my heat off at night for other reasons, which maybe we'll save for another podcast episode. But I have a, (laughs) I have a little situation. 
decoration in my apartment right now. And I'm, I, I made the decision to turn the heat off, which in the middle of December is probably not the smartest. Certainly not the funnest. So what was your bad thing? My bad thing this week is that for no apparent reason, I mean, none that I can think of, uh, I just couldn't sleep last night. My brain was like, here are all the things you should focus on while you're trying to sleep. And also, um, you should just be jittery just because. So I, I just couldn't sleep. So in other words, I'm uh, tired and drinking for this episode. So it could be a fun episode. Who knows? We'll find out. Keep listening. Sounds like besides beer, you need a cup of joe. Sounds like I do need a cup of joe. Speaking of joe, why don't we talk about joe jobs today? Well, we've all had them. Whether you know, you're a full-time working creative and you still have a side hustle or you know, you're still doing it part-time, whether you call it a joe job, a side job, day job, side hustle, nine to five. You know what I'm talking about. We all have them. Whether we like it or not, we got to pay rent. Yeah. And our other bills, like our heating bills. (laughs) Yes. Which apparently I might not have right now. And just because you have a Joe job, a side hustle, uh, I also like the term muggle job as in, as in like your normal person job. That's my favorite. You know, whether we have them, it doesn't mean you're any less creative and any less of a, a creative person. And it doesn't mean that you're like, any less of an actor or director or producer or whatever hat you like to identify with most. No, definitely. You're still, you know, you're still your primary occupation is what your, what your passion is and what your creative job is. Um, so many people will ask me what I do. And if I tell them I'm an actor or a producer, and then they follow up with like, well, what's your real job? And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, that is my real job. I find too, there's this weird like line when you first start getting into the creative field, like when you first start acting or producing or directing or whatever your, you know, you know, creative outlet of choices, when you start getting into it. And then when you really start getting into it, there's this weird line where you start telling people that when they ask you that question of like, what do you do for a living? And there's this weird line that you start to cross of like, do I start telling people that I'm an actor? Do I start saying this, do I start writing that on forms? I remember having that that thought, that feeling when I first started becoming an actor of getting that form in like your whatever office, your like banking or doctor's office or whatever. And they're like occupation. I was always told to never put down that you're an actor on like a lease application, any type of like financial type of application, like a bank or, or like a loan or anything. They don't want to know that you're an actor because in their minds, actor means unemployed and no money. And I was like, that's not true. I, I'm an actor. I make money. Yeah. And it's also like, what's the use in lying about your job? Like it is that is my job is I am an actor and a producer. But I I do remember it being a thing the first time that I I wrote that on a form. And the first time that I really started telling people this is my job. And yeah, sometimes it does get followed up with weird questions of, of that sort of question of no, but what's your real job? Or my other favorite question, what have I seen you in? Is if like, I know everything you've seen? Do I know your entire Netflix history? Yeah. Sometimes someone says that to me, I want to be like, I don't know. What kind of porns do you watch? I just <laughs> see the reaction. Just be like, I mean, I never said I was in porn. I just was asking you what porn you watch. It's just, just a question. Someone said something to me once on Instagram. And it was actually really interesting. And I think sometimes when people ask that question, oh, what's your real job? They don't necessarily mean it in a rude way. I mean, some people do. There's a lot of assholes out there that'll be like, well, what's your real job? 
What do you really do? And it's like, well, fuck you. But some people just honestly don't understand because I think the arts is this weird medium where like what people who aren't in the arts see is they either see it being a hobby for some people, which it can be. Some people really enjoy community theater. They enjoy just, you know, their spare time, which is totally fine. Like I, I love the arts. And if this is something you want to do as a hobby, I totally fully support that hobby. And then there's also the people that they see on TV and in movies and they see those people like the celebrities and they see that as being successful and that weird in-between medium they're just not familiar with. So because they look at you and they see like, you're not someone that they've seen on Netflix or some big blockbuster movie or you know primetime tv they're like oh well you just must be doing this as a hobby so like well what's your real job and it's like this is my real job um yeah and if you think about the amount of hours that you put into acting for for example uh that you put into auditions into audition prep into callbacks into studying your lines even if it is community theater or something that you're not necessarily getting paid monetarily for Mm -hmm. you are still putting in so much work you're taking time off of your your day job to to do this to hustle down to the theater and to make it to rehearsals and all of those kinds of things like that is a job that is work it's work that I personally enjoy, but it is still work. Oh yeah, definitely. Especially when you add on like other hats, like we talked about in our first episode. Mm-hmm. How, and the thing is when we do different hats, we don't just do one hat at a time. We no. like to inflict pain upon ourselves and we like to put on many hats and see how many hats we can put on at one time. So we'll be producing a show that we wrote, that we're acting in. Maybe even some of us if were crazy enough like directing and then also taking on like other side roles at the same time because you gotta make money somehow. Yeah, as creatives, we're definitely gluttons for punishment, eh? Like- I have done a number of shows where I I am I can be credited multiple times in that show for various things I've done acting producing costumes you know stage management the sleep I've given up Oh yeah oh yeah no creatives don't sleep no I, maybe that's why I didn't sleep last night maybe my body's just used to it and is like whoa hold up you're getting the normal amount of hours of sleep now and you don't need that <laughs> I wake up in the middle of the night And I have like weird ideas for things. And the more creative projects that I take on, the more ideas I have. Like even for this podcast, like giving stupid names, like I was texting you the (laughs) other day at like 11 PM and I'm like, this is my idea for like this week's podcast. And then this is the title I want to do. And, and then I, because I don't trust myself to remember in the morning, I have to like get up and I have to write it down on my phone or a piece of paper. And when I was doing sketch comedy, it was the same way. I would have like a really cool premise and I would be like, I got to write this down. And then I would write it down and then like another idea would follow and I would end up being up to like two in the morning writing a stupid sketch. Yeah. Oh man. The notes section of my phone is full of random ideas. Oh yeah. I've actually joked around and said that I'm going to change my occupation title from actress to social media comedian because all my creative ideas have just (laughs) gone to making jokes online, mostly about my exes. Yeah. They're usually a good source of jokes. Somebody once commented on one of my posts and they meant it very innocently. You know, they just kind of asked how I got into it and what I do. And I, you know, how do you really explain what you do in like an Instagram reply? So I tried to sum it up the best I could. And their reply was very innocent. And they were like, oh, do you make money at it? I heard you can make a lot of money at voice acting if you find the right ad. And that also confused me because I didn't know what they meant by the right ad. I was like, do they mean like an ad in the paper? Like online ad, like you can be a star called 1-800-555. <laughs> yeah. Star. 
And then in fame, if you find the right one, then you can be successful. Or if they meant like more like in the terms of commercial acting, which mm-hmm. is also different than what I do because I don't do commercial voice acting. I do um, animation and radio plays and that sort of thing. So I try to delicately explain to them that as an artist, you do it because you're passionate about it, regardless of, you know, what you get paid for it, whether it's a lot or nothing at all. Kind of told her that, you know, I don't make it rain by any means, but I am fortunate enough to make a partial living off of my acting. And I'm very proud of that. But at the same time, I still have to work a normal Joe job, a normal nine to five, because I have rent to pay. Like you said, we got bills. So what do you do for Joe jobs? So my Joe job is I work retail in the cosmetic department at a drugstore. I spend my days matching lipsticks and explaining to Karen's what our refund policy is probably about a hundred times a day. Which does not get any easier this year, trust me, because hell hath no fury like a Christmas Karen in a pandemic. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I have I have definitely done customer service for many, 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 many years. It is it is definitely one of those jobs that it works out really well for creative people. It to you're usually able to switch shifts and usually able to get time off in short notice by by texting all of your coworkers frantically and saying, yo, someone take my shift. I have a, a Netflix audition. Yeah, customer service is definitely one that a lot of us have. I will say myself personally, I am currently uh, on the unemployed side of things because of this lovely, lovely pandemic. But normally I, I've definitely had some weird, some weird jobs out there. I'm trying to think, what is what is your weirdest like side hustle that you've had? I think it was when I first moved to Toronto, I got a call from an agent that I hadn't worked with in like years. And it was an agent through like a children's agency that I ended up going on to working with them, doing kid shows and touring. So it actually became like a really steady paycheck. But this job in particular was, he just calls me, he's like, what are you doing nowadays? And I was like, I live in Toronto. And he's like, fantastic. How tall are you? Not very. He's like, you're perfect for what I'm looking for. I'm like, what are you looking for? And he's like, we want you to be a Moshi monster in the Toronto Christmas Parade. Amazing. I had no idea what the fuck a Moshi monster was. I had to look it up. They look like weird Pokemon. And for any of you guys that are old enough to remember my pet monster from, I think, like the 80s or 90s, it looks like if Pokemon and my pet monster amalgamated or had a baby and that's what it was. It was this really awkward costume, which I couldn't see shit, by the way. And the eyes were like almost like above my head. So I could see like a little through the mouth. Was your Wrangler like some 16 year old dude? No, he wasn't. He was actually some 20 something year old dude. And he was actually really hot. I almost asked him out, but. <laughs> Did you ask, you should have asked him out while in costume still? <laughs> it's actually really funny because like I tried to be all cute in my costume. I did a little dance. He's like, that's the most adorable thing I've ever seen. I'm like, oh, he thinks I'm adorable. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, you remember that when I asked you out later while right. still wearing this costume. Exactly. If I wear this costume, um, if you would say yes, but then I don't know, like furry culture is a thing, not something Absolutely. I'm into. So, you know, that might send the wrong message. Um, but hey, we don't, we don't kink shame here just because you're not shame into here, it. Not at all, but Mm-mm. I don't want to, I don't want to lead anyone on. So I show, no, I show totally up to our date as me and he's like, where's the fucking costume? <laughs> <laughs> that was probably my, my weirdest Joe job. And it went on to many other weird Joe jobs, very similar to that experience. But it paid well. Yeah. Hey, sometimes the weirdest ones do. I'm trying to think, what what is my weirdest one? I've worked at a toy store on Christmas. 
that was the thing I did that or or Christmas Eve, I think was the day that I worked. But yeah, like seasonal through Christmas. And uh, you don't know how shit a job can be until you work a toy store around Christmas. Um, I the, the day I knew that I should quit that job was when a couple of parents came up to me and said, hey, do you have a mop? And I was thinking, you know, kids come in. I'm sure they squeezed a juice box or something. I went, yeah, for sure. I'll go grab it. I go grab the juice box. I go grab the mop. It was not a juice box. Uh, little kid peed herself. Shit happens when you're a little kid. And, you, you know, yeah, sometimes literally. But these parents were uh, dicks. And they came up to me and asked me for a mop, did not tell me what they needed it for, did not apologize profusely, just said, hey, do you have a mop? I go over to see what the situation is and they're hauling their kid out the store going, see, that's what happens when you pee your pants or, you know, trying to chastise the kid. And I'm going, no, this is what happens when you work at a toy store on Christmas Eve because you're an actor and you need other ways to pay your bills. You end up mopping up kid piss. Did you also have like a bunch of Karens tell you that or try to accuse you of hiding the toys in the back when you were really out of Oh, I, yeah. I also, you know what though? I did have the opposite too, where I had a, a mother hug me because she was so excited that I found the stickers that her kid was really into. There were some great moments too, which was like, I just found stickers and she was like, you made my day, uh, which was super sweet. But I also, you also don't realize how young we start this whole gender bullshittery until you work in a toy store when you realize that we're marketing science sets to boys and mini vacuum cleaners to girls. What? Yeah. Yeah. There's a, I could go on a whole list of how gendered and messed up toys are for kids. But yeah, that was one of my, that was one of my weird jobs. I've also, I've worked it as a temp before. That was an interesting one. Sometimes when you work as a temp, so I did a lot of reception jobs. I filled in for a lot of receptionists while they were on vacation or while they were sick. And sometimes it would be for one day. Sometimes it would be for six weeks. I always knew it was time to like get out of Dodge when I started knowing whose kids were sick or when I started knowing like who's the names of people's kids that I worked with. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't even know your name. I've been here way too long if I know your kids' names. But some sometimes jobs were, were good. I have gotten real good at being able to walk into an office and being able to tell if it's going to be a good environment to work in or not. If there are fresh flowers at the receptionist desk, they like their employees and they will treat them well. Remember this next time you have a job interview. Also, if you want any dirt on anybody that works there, ask the receptionist. She sees who walks in and out of the office with who for lunch. She sees who goes on smoke breaks with who. Uh, you get all of the dirt. She knows who's fucking who. 100%. So if you ever are trying to like get into a building and you, I don't know, you're trying to like sneak in somewhere, like have a meeting with someone, make friends with the receptionist. Life hacks from Maddie. Yeah, I've had some, I've had some interesting, interesting side jobs. Oh, I've also, I can't go into too much detail about this because they do have some pretty strict confidentiality rules, understandably so. But I have been part of the standardized patient program, which means when there are doctors or nurses or pharmacists or various healthcare professionals that do exams, when they, you know, baby doctors who do exams, they need a patient to exam. And I have been that patient on a, on a few occasions that pays well. And that is a fun job to do because I also get to act in whatever various scenario they give me. 
those are a handful of my strange jobs that I've had in the past. I used to do background like extra work too. And that was like a fun side hustle. And actually for a few years, that was like my quote unquote, like full time ish job, like during the week. I was like the littlest hobo because I didn't live in Toronto yet. I would get these gigs and I would have no idea how I'm going to get home at night. So I would just make friends with whoever was there, whoever had a car. First day on set for a hairspray, actually. I made friends with this guy randomly. I thought like nobody was from where I was from. I thought like I was the only crazy person who traveled like almost two hours to be an extra in a fucking film. Um, but then he was like, oh, like I'm from Waterloo. I'm like, oh my God, that's really cool. I'm from Kitchener. And he's like, okay, great. And then, <laughs> you know, he's trying to make conversation. He's like, yeah, so that drive, it's kind of a bitch, right? I was like, oh, well, I mean, I took a bus. He's like, oh, well, do you want to ride home? And like, I could have been murdered. He could have been a serial killer, but I said, yes. I'm like, okay. And it turns out that like we had met at a party like a year or so prior. I'm glad you didn't get murdered. I'm glad I didn't get murdered either. And that was like a revolving scenario. And in two years of my life, I would just go on set and I wouldn't know how I'm going to get home. I would make friends that day or that night. And if I, if it didn't wrap before like midnight or 11 o'clock, I would Mm -hmm. just make friends and I would be like, can I, uh, can I crash on your couch tonight? Look at this. You being a true creative, like finding ways to problem solve. So like not all Joe jobs or side hustles are boring. Some of them can be really creative and they make for really great stories for your podcast years later. Oh yeah. Or, you know, whatever web series you're, you're trying to create, whatever other media you put out into the world, it can absolutely be an influence for it. So next time somebody tells you that they're a creative or they're an actor, when you ask them what their job is, for the love of fucking God, please don't ask them what their real job is or if they make money or how much money they make. Because think to yourself, if someone said that they were a lawyer or a teacher, would you ask them that question? I don't think so. Exactly. And on that same note, you know what? If you're a new actor or new creative starting out, suck it up. Take the jump and and write. Next time you see occupation, write actor, write director, write your true occupation. You don't have to write the thing that pays your bills. Manifest it. Yeah. Saying it enough times and it will come true. Absolutely. And you will have your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's how we got here. We just wrote actor podcast host on our occupation forum when our doctor asked. Thanks for listening, guys. Hopefully we had more than seven of you this time and I can't even thank my mom for listening because my mom told me last week that she hasn't listened to it yet because she doesn't know how to work Spotify. I I should also send it to my mom. But, you know, so hopefully our moms will be listening next week. But this week, thanks for everyone who was listening. And uh, thanks to Jake and Fred for, for being pretty quiet this episode. Thanks for being great mascots. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.